You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Alan Shoes' new book, The Fires, collects two novellas. In this reading from The Exorcism, a sound technician tries to prepare what he might tell his teenage daughter once he arrives at a prep school, from which she's being evicted because she's set a piano on fire. Driving back through New York City, and with Billy's music still in the air, I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to talk to her about when she awoke, and to rehearse how I might phrase it. Taking a deep breath in my mind, this was how I began. Your mother and I got married very young. This sexual spark snapped between us when we met. I know, I know you don't want to think about your parents and sex, or at least you don't want to think about it because you find the subject slightly disgusting. That's really the other side of the incest taboo, I think. And if you don't know what that is, I'll give you the short version. And if it interests you, you can take an anthropology or psychology course when you come back next term. Whichever department they teach that stuff in these days, I'm not sure. On Thursday, August 2nd, after speaking with Alan Chews in the studio at KUSP, I attended his signing at Capitola Book Cafe at 7.30 p.m. For me, this was an unusual effort. I'm rarely outside the house at that time of night. I must confess I was a bit worried before I arrived. Shoes and even event coordinator for the Capitola Book Cafe, Janet Leimeister, were both reserved in their estimations as to how many guests would show up. Happily, there proved to be quite a little number of them, with some prominent local authors amongst them. Before the show started, I asked those in attendance what brought them out in the night. The first woman I asked was attending with her teenage daughter. I'm Rick Kleffel. I'm with Talk of the Bay on KUSP, and I'm doing a little report on this event. Uh, so would you mind telling me your name? Uh, Patty Bond. Patty, what brings you to Capitola Book Cafe to see Alan Shoes? Uh, Well, I've heard him on the radio, and he's a very delightful speaker, and um, I love coming to these events. It always uh, opens up my mind to lots of new ideas, and I'm bringing Leah along because I thought maybe she'd also like to hear some good storytelling. Very interesting. Leah? Um, I just came to get a magazine. (laughs) And I hope you're planning to come back next term. Meanwhile, we'll find you a good doctor, and maybe you can get a part-time job at Starbucks. Maybe you're at the bookstore, politics and prose. You always like going to their cafe. Maybe there's a job for you there. I know the owner slightly since I go in there a lot. I could go in and speak to her. The next guest I spoke with had recently attended another event at the bookstore and sounded to me like a regular. Uh, What's your name? Lanny Sundell. Lanny, what brings you to Capitola Book Cafe on a Wednesday night? I read the summary of the author and the presentation in the the mailer, and it just sounded interesting, so I'm, I'm here. Do you come to a lot of literary events? I come to quite a few, yeah. Have you read the book yet? No, I haven't. Have you heard Mr. Shoes on the radio? He's on NPR. No, I haven't. And have you come to other literary events? I mean... Oh, yeah, I was at one a couple of days ago. Which one? Oh, you're going to test me. I'm drawing a blank. Jasper Ford? Yes, he was good. He was terrific. He was extremely funny. He's a lot of fun, isn't he? He had the audience in stitches. He was excellent, yeah. Jasper Ford. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for talking to me. Okay. But the main thing is the therapy. You've got me very worried, Celie, setting that piano on fire. In the next row, I bumped into a familiar face, Morton Marcus, local poet who had attended the Lori R. King Artist of the Year celebration. 
Well, I have known Mr. Chu's for some years, but I've also been a fan of his fiction for a long while. And um, um, the Grandmother's Club just really captures, um, especially the dialogues, the whole sense of the East Coast that he and I share. But he also has another book. Well, I like all his books. And I've heard a lot of short stories which have not been published yet. And his short stories really show his range, that he's just not an East Coast writer, but he really is delving into the milieu of what is going on all over America and the changes that he has seen going on all over America in the last 50, 60 years. Um, one of his books, though, is really an amazing book, and it's been reprinted several times. It's called Fall Out of Heaven, and it is about a trip he and his son took in 1986 to trace his father's route in Russia, from northern Russia to southern Russia, and then out of Russia. His father was a, um, um, a jet, uh, not a jet fighter, but a fighter pilot in the 1920s in Soviet Russia, and he actually... Um, um, fought, strafed, and bombed the um, rebel um, uh, Muslim populations down there that did not want to be part of the Soviet Union. So these um, uh, chapters are paralleled with each other as the father, who he has never really been able to reach in his life, um, uh, he traces really his youth that he never really believed his father had because his father changed very much when he came over to the United States. And he's having trouble with his own son. So these father-son things parallel each other, and it's the kind of complexity and depth that he gives everything he writes about, and they're very, very different things that he writes about. So as you can tell, I'm an Alan Chu's fan. Have you read his new book? Haven't read it. I, actually, one of these um, um, I did read in the Idaho Review, um, uh, and it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful story about the chaos of what is going on in America, because the political chaos we're living through now is reflected in the personal chaos that all of us are going through, the disenchantment that everyone is going through with the world around them and with the way things are working in, in, in this country. And Alan's had his finger on that for some years now. He's a tremendous observer and he's um, very, very, very smart and insightful. So you got as much as you need for a whole program, right, Rick? <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Okay, good seeing you again. You might have done yourself a lot worse harm than you did to the instrument. And I know, I know how you must feel. Not just the way your mother died, but the way she lived. Even when you were just an infant, you were separated from her. And in the front row, I bumped into yet another familiar face, Robert Sward, who has a new edition of his collected poetry from 1957 to 2004. Well, what's your name? My name is Robert Sward. Mr. Sward, I was a student of yours. <laughs> you go back quite a ways. Yes. Do you remember? I do. I do. <laughs> Boy, that, that was in the 80s, 90s? It would have been in the mid to early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I didn't recognize you. I didn't recognize you either. <laughs> Not right away. <laughs> so tell me what brings you to Capitola Book Cafe. Well, Alan Chews, uh, Alan and I were, we first met, we were waiters together at the Breadloaf Writers Conference probably in the late probably in the mid-60s, I guess it was. And, uh, you know, we've maintained contact and been friends for, you know, for many years. We're at the Jurassic Foundation together, fellow writers, and uh, I just greatly admire Alan's work and, his, and of course, what he does on uh, NPR. He's a fantastic reviewer. Have you read the latest book? Uh, I'm holding it in my lap right now, <laughs> the, no the two novellas, and I'm looking forward to hearing him read and then buying the book. And can you tell me... Uh, 
How do you feel about the literary event scene here in Santa Cruz? It's a nice way to get out. We were thinking of going to a movie <laughs> this week, but this, this takes absolute priority over that. There's so much going on here. All, you know, this bookstore, 41st Cafe, as well as Bookshop Santa Cruz. I mean, it, it, there's almost more than we can keep up with. And I, I'm wondering, what do you think, how do you think these events change the way that we read the books? I think, that to my mind, you know, as someone who writes, there's, and, and here's other people writing. And a lot of the reading I do these days, especially as I'm in my 70s, I'm not so much uh, buying books, though I do that, but I'm, I'm hearing them on audio books. I, I really enjoy, more than ever, whether it's poets, fiction writers, hearing them read aloud. And so hearing Alan read aloud tonight, for instance, is a really good way to get me into this book which I'm going to buy and read off the page. <laughs> I believe I'm displacing your lovely wife. Gloria, do you, do you enjoy coming to these events? I love coming to these events. Yeah, it's my favorite event, actually. Yeah, readings are. Have you read uh, Alan Shoes' work? Yes, I have. Not, not, yeah, yes, I did. And what do you think of it? What do I think of it? Oh, yeah, I think he's a great writer. I wouldn't be here if I didn't think so. We've been speaking with Robert Sward and his wife, Gloria. When she was home, she was out gigging until the early morning, and then you'd wake up and she'd be asleep, and so I would pack you in that kid holder and take you with me on jobs. Celia, Celia, I hold in my heart those first months of your life. And finally, I talked with Alan Shoes. We're talking with Alan Shoes just before his event. Pretty good turnout here, Alan. It's not too bad. Lots of uh, our famous uh, local writers here to see you. Yes, half of whom I'm related to. <laughs> Which half? Um, their imaginations. <laughs> Tell me, when you come to these readings, what do you want to do? I mean, what, what's your goal in, coming to, in putting on a reading and getting out here? You know, when I come to someone else's reading, I want to hear how they interpret their own work. I mean, it's like going to a concert and hearing the composer play the piece. So it's a kind of baseline. Great. Thanks for talking to me. My pleasure, Rick. Thanks. When she went out on the road, we wouldn't see her for weeks, and I was the one who fed you the bottles and took you to the doctor and sang to you. Though when she came home, it was always a great little occasion, and she played for you and wrote tunes for you. Seely's Wail from her second album and that incredible ballad, one of the most beautiful pieces of music I know, Dawn for Seely. Hearing Chu's read was indeed a revelation, as was the convivial attendance of the event. We tend to think of an interest in literature as a solitary pursuit undertaken in the quiet moments when the day has left us behind. But if you get out and attend a reading or a signing, you'll find that literature is indeed a lively art. For the Agony Column podcast, this is Rick Kleffel. <laughs> You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.